I'm Krista, born in Toronto and raised in Durham and now living in Clarington. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional and treaty territory of the Mississaugas and Chibawas of the Anishinaabeg, known today as the Williams Treaty First Nations. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the taste test, Queen samples The Tender Bar starring Ben Affleck, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rabe, Christopher Lloyd, and Brianna Middleton. Mm. So, Quia, let's get right into it. Tell me, what did it taste like? What did you love about it, hate about it, and why? Mm. When I was watching this, this entire film felt very nostalgic to me. So it reminds me of a Nestle Crunch chocolate bar. So milk chocolate and crisp rice. Now, Christian, do you remember when we used to go cross-border shopping? I do, Kuya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, the Prime Outlets in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. they weren't even known as Prime Outlets back then. They were known as the factory mm-hmm. outlet malls in Chictawaga and all these different right. places in Buffalo where you would go cross-border mm-hmm. shopping. Well, I don't know if your parents did this. I know certainly my parents would do this. Like after kind of going through the factory outlet mall, the last stop that they would do is actually go to the Rite Aid or go to like the Target or the Target and then pick up boatloads of chocolate bars that you couldn't get specifically in Canada. And at the time, we couldn't get Butterfinger and Nestle Crunch. And I just remember these childhood cross-border shopping halls. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd have all my like $10 polo shirts that I was able to get in the bargain (laughs) bin. You know, at the Polo Ralph Lauren store and then yep. like have like bagfuls and bagfuls of chocolate. Did you guys do anything like that? My parents got the exact same chocolate guia, those blue crunch bars and then those Butterfingers. Those were the chocolates that I remember my parents getting. Yeah. When I bite into a Nestle Crunch, even today, and thankfully we can get Nestle Crunch and Butterfingers as well today here in Canada. Mm -hmm. We're no longer one of these countries that can't get them. We can finally get them. So when I bite into a Nestle Crunch, I automatically associate it with all these cross-border shopping halls and road trips and Mm -hmm. the such. And, you know, usually in the summer and in our parents' muscle cars at the time, like I remember your dad really (laughs) liked his speedy cars. So did my dad. That's kind of what this entire film tasted like to me. Biting into it, it just felt so sweet, just like the milk chocolate. And it was really sweet simply because of all the childhood moments of the main character, J.R. And then there Mm. was all this kind of crispy poppy, like the crisp ripes in the Nestle chocolate. All the lessons that J.R. would learn about life, about love, who your parents are as well as kind of like growing up and finishing your education and starting your career. And so for Mm -hmm. those of you that don't know what the tender bar is, the tender bar is the story of the character, again, J.R., growing up with an absent father and living in a multi-generational home where his uncle, in this case played by Ben Affleck, 
acted as a father figure to JR. So he searches for identity. And then on the other hand, his mother would like him to be a lawyer. But he, in the meantime, tries to figure out how to be what he really wants to be, which is a writer. And all those truth moments felt like the crisp rice. And then all of those Mm -hmm. nostalgic moments felt like the milk chocolate. So when it comes together, it's that Nestle crunch. And that's what the tender bar kind of tasted like to me. Oh, that's such a good comparison, Clea. I can almost like taste it in my mouth. Mm. So was it worth the pop culture calories, Clea? I would say, yeah, actually it was. I wasn't really, to be quite honest, Krisha, I wasn't really looking forward to watching it. I don't think I was kind of in the mood when I saw it the other night. But I have Mm -hmm. to say, after having a day thinking about it and just kind of composing my thoughts, I thought to myself, oh, like in as much as I wasn't in the mood originally, I certainly got into it half an hour later. But I think the Mm -hmm. optimal time to actually watch it is on a Sunday afternoon and you're just in that reminiscing mode and wanting to see something like The Wonder Years or anything similar to that. I don't know if you've ever watched The Wonder Years or anything like that. Very long time ago, yes, yeah. I do remember watching that as a young child. And so when you want to have that kind of nostalgic feel, this is like a good film to kind of pick up on a Sunday afternoon. And, you know, I have to say the storylines that JR had, I certainly could relate to growing up and mm-hmm. in terms of trying to figure out identity and the importance of your name. And I think I've spoken about this on this podcast, like the importance of name and just kind of embracing yes. it and telling people proudly mm-hmm. what your name is. There was elements of that. Finding your way through school and gaining confidence in your chosen field. Those are certain other things that I can also relate mm-hmm. to. So there were a mm-hmm. lot of themes that resonated with me. So if I ever just feel kind of, again, nostalgic or wanting to reminisce, and I kind of do that on a Sunday afternoon. I don't know if you, you do something similar, but I would say that it would be worth your pop culture calories then. Right. I like how you put that because Sundays are kind of days of reflection, mm, right? Yeah. And so, and I think that that's kind of when this movie is probably best consumed. And yes, it was worth the pop culture calories. Great. So, Kuya, what does it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? Mm, Good question. I think you've been talking about nostalgia all throughout and the age of JR. And JR was like somewhere between 8 and 11 or something like that. It wasn't really Mm -hmm. entirely clear. So that coupled along with the first person narrative device really reminded me of the storytelling in Rob Reiner's Stand By Me and the Mm -hmm. lessons that one learns when you come of age. It was Mm -hmm. different in the sense that Stand By Me was solely on Gordy and his three friends and Richard Dreyfuss playing the adult later on and narrating throughout. And we only saw a bit of his adulthood. Here, we probably Mm -hmm. saw a good 30-40% of the movie towards the end was the adulthood. But that whole beginning part with JR as a young child, as a child growing up with an absent father and living in a multi-generational home, it certainly Mm -hmm. reminded me of Stand By Me. And like what I said to Wonder Years earlier as well. So that's what it reminded me on the pop culture buffet. Kuya, what did you appreciate about it? Mm. What I really appreciated was the emphasis on education, but more specifically how the school of life was really given equal credits to academics. And so one of the hopes that JR's mother had for him was this, that he would eventually go to Yale and become a lawyer, as I had mentioned earlier. And that's also in the trailer, mm-hmm. so I don't think I'm kind of spoiling anything for any of our listeners out there. Right. But the mm-hmm. interesting counterpoint to his quest to get into Yale and to please his mother was really getting 
sharing the life advice that he got from his uncle. And so I really appreciated that. And I appreciated Ben Affleck's performance. It was a very solid performance. But I Mm -hmm. have to tell you, I think that the kid that played JR as a young child or as that 10-year-old, or at least he seemed Mm -hmm. like 10-year-old, and I think his name is Daniel Ranieri, breakout mm-hmm. performance as young Jay. Oh, nice. It was mm-hmm. outstanding. Outstanding. He was endearing and cute and seemed wise, but oh, didn't nice. seem like a weepy child or anything like that. He just took things in stride. It was just really fantastic to see. He had such, again, breakout performance. And then I would also say that I appreciated the soundtrack. And it's really interesting. Like I you know this, I grew up in the 80s, and so I, I know a lot of 80s pop music, mm-hmm. 80s early R&B and rap. Right. Some of the folk rock and soft adult contemporary, they really did a good job of culling some of the best stuff. And so as they were kind of going through the music, it was like, oh my gosh, this is a great playlist in a lot of ways. So I really appreciated the soundtrack that they scored along top of this movie. And so it had like Paul Simon and George McRae. I have to say the soundtrack was really the beating heart of the film. And I also appreciated that as well. Right. It probably got you more into the movie as well. Like listening to these old songs that you used to listen to kind of got you more like excited about the movie. Do you think, Clea? Yeah, totally. And I think it really promoted that kind of like, again, nostalgic atmosphere. And it did that really well. Mm -hmm. And that's probably something else that I appreciate. So, Clea, do you think that you would sample it again? In a heartbeat. I really would. I just really like the storytelling. I don't know that I would like come back to it in the next month or anything like that. I find that it's probably going to be, for me, Stand By Me, where I probably watch Stand By Me every three to four years or something like that. And I wonder, and I think that it might be one of these movies where it's like, if I want to just remind myself of some of these themes that I hold near and dear to my heart, like forming identity and career decision-making and stuff like that, I think I would certainly Mm -hmm. resample it again. This film is actually based on a, it's an autobiographical picture, And Mm -hmm. I think to myself that if I did watch it again, I probably would pick up something that I didn't pick up the first time around. And so Mm -hmm. I think I would sample it again and I probably would get more pearls of wisdom again on these kind of themes of identity, family, and your career path and education route. Right. Very nice, Clea. Now, to whom do you think you would recommend this movie to and who would you not recommend this movie to? Mm. Well, I would certainly recommend it to anyone looking for a meditation on how parents take on different forms and those embarking on career paths that aren't necessarily straightforward. So, you know, Mm -hmm. becoming a writer, not necessarily straightforward. You can go to journalism school, you can do English, you can do philosophy, you can do Mm -hmm. all these different degrees and education paths. They don't necessarily all lead to writing, but it could be. You don't necessarily have to do a degree in creative writing. This just shows you that there are different ways to kind of get to where you think you need to be. Like, obviously, if you go to medical school, you'll be a medical doctor. If you go to dental school, you'll be a Mm -hmm, dentist. If mm -hmm. you go to law school, most likely you'll be a lawyer or something like that. So it just kind of, it's for anyone that's wanting to see something on like a different career path and learning to be confident with it. Now, who would I not recommend this to? I think anyone that doesn't Mm -hmm really want to look at the early 80s fashion or anything like that mm-hmm. but I certainly mm-hmm. appreciated it for that element so 
Nice. Thanks, Kuya, for sharing your insight on that movie. With all that information you shared, I really think I am going to try and watch this movie. You've given us so much great insight. Yeah. On a Sunday afternoon, when you feel a little bit reminiscent, I think you'll probably enjoy it. Thanks, Kuya. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for future topics on Halo Halo, please email us at holohalopopculture at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at holohalopop and on Instagram at holohalopopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chel Turingen, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. And thank you, Krista, for Yay. filling in for Siggy while on assignment. So thank you again. No Come worries. Back soon. My pleasure. Mm. My pleasure.